0: at least 18 tires on that truck, mm-hmm. all of them's black, and they got air in them.
1: Hello, and welcome to the First Fleet Podcast. I'll be your host today, Elizabeth Windham, and we are going to talk tires. And I have two very special guests with me. I've got Mr. John Cole, Safety Director, and Mr. Alan Caldwell, the Maintenance Director here at First Fleet. And we are very glad to have you both. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Glad to be here. Before we get started, I actually wanted to share with our listeners a story that Mr. Piper shared in one of the meetings we had this week, and I think it's a great story about one of our previous drivers who passed away, and I think everyone listening will really appreciate it.
2: Well, kind of a, a post Fourth of July story uh, here. Um, about thirty-two years ago to the day, I, I started in Cleveland, Tennessee, and and uh, I was in the terminal one day and. And uh, th- things were a little contentious there at the time. And anyway, one driver was in. He was down, uh, he was out, out back on the fuel island. And, and uh, the, the administrative lady and supervisor at the time warned me that uh, I wanted to be careful going out talking to this gentleman on the fuel island. He's kind of, they said he was a gruff old man. And so I went out there. Just I said, well, I'm just going to go out there and meet him. So I did. And uh, um, I-, I met Jim Ruth, uh his C B handle is bus driver. And um uh, um Jim was, was gruff and he started in on me and asked who I was and, and kinda gave me the, the, the business there and and uh, anyway after after a long conversation and several other days, Jim and I became pretty good friends and, and if any anybody that got to know Jim, um um Knew that he was kind of a gentle giant, so to speak, and he would help anybody in the world. Uh, you know, what, if somebody needed something, he was he was first on the site to to help. But anyway, Jim Jim worked for us, I think, until 2001 and retired uh, out out west. Um, and Jim, I found out just recently, passed away. But uh, there was a, a an article in there and kind of the backstory on. Jim, aka the bus driver, but in 1961, um, and obviously this was before a lot of our, our our time, but there was the what was called the Freedom Riders, and and basically um, it was uh, people getting on the bus, riding to the south, and in kind of in protest of segregation and trying to get something changed, and, and they were called the the Freedom Riders. Well, there was they were going to take a um, a couple buses to jackson mississippi and they could not get any trailway drivers to to drive the buses down there but there was one gentleman that did and he was 23 years old at the time and and that was jim ruth and he drove that bus down there knowing you know what potentially could go on and that's how jim ruth got uh got his cb handle and uh but anyway i thought it was fitting right here around the 4th of July and and we we think about the the many freedoms that people fought for previous to us and and uh thought it was a a great article and and very fitting for for this July 4th and again I hope everybody had a good 4th and and we got to mo- got to remember all the people that came before us that helped us uh uh earn these freedoms and 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 get to where we are today.
1: We're just so honored to have Mr. Jim Roof uh as a Ha, that he had been a part of our team and just to hear his story. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much, Mr. Piper. We really appreciate your sharing that. All right, as we get started, Mr. Cole, did you know Mr. Roof? Or?
3: I did. I I, I ran um, in Cleveland for a number of years while he was there and um, he was uh, an interesting character. <laughs> he, um, he liked... Peanut butter and sardine sandwiches. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so, uh, that, but That's he a line was, I never cro- I've never i yeah, never crossed. He, um, he hired on with First Fleet uh, right around the first week that we started Cleveland wow. operations. So he was around for quite some time.
1: Very cool. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks. Okay, but now, tires. So I was driving back from Atlanta the other weekend, or last weekend, and I saw a very strange sight on the road, uh, 75 northbound, and I passed a truck that just had a rim on the back driver's side tire of mm-hmm. their trailer. And I came to Mr. Cole and was like, hey, I know I just sat through all these safety podcasts and was talking with Mr. Farmer and Ron Crow about safety, but this never came up. This was very strange to me. And it looks like that would be more of a problem. What do you? Th- is that a problem?
3: Not, not, if if the trailer was empty, then uh, the load rating on the tires would, would not be an issue. What do you Um, mean, load rating? Tires have a load rating, and you're only allowed to put so much weight on each tire. And um, so he evidently uh, had a blowout, was most likely empty. So instead of getting the tire repaired on the road at an additional cost, he probably just had the tire removed, or he might have (laughs) taken it off himself and... um, and then stowed it away, and then uh, came back to the terminal empty, so they could fix it at their shop. Oh. But uh, you're allowed to do that. Okay. You know, now if it had been loaded, yeah, that might have been a different story. Um, you know, with the load rating on the tires, uh, just like um, our trucks. You know, if you look on the side of the tires, all of them have a load rating on them, and you're only allowed so much weight on them. And the problem with that is if you have a leak, yeah, or a low tire. And um, uh, say on a trailer, your tires are supposed to be at 100 pounds PSI, Uh but you've got one that's 50 pounds PSI because it's got a nail in it, it's had a slow leak in it, Uh, and you're inspected and they they put a tire gauge on it and see that you're at 50 pounds, then the load rating for that tire is pretty much cut in half. Oh, wow. So instead of being able to haul, let's just say 6,000 pounds on that tire, you're only allowed 3,000 pounds. You see what I'm saying, and then you so add So, what up, would
1: you, what would the DOT officer do?
3: He would write you up for an uh, un- underinflated tire, and oh. and if he wanted to get technical, he could write you up for um, being overweight on that axle too.
1: Oh, I had yeah. no idea.
0: Yeah. And that's a good segue. You know, speaking about that low tire, you know, that's one of the largest failure points we have is. Tires in our fleet, and that those underinflated sense. tires, it's a double-edged sword. You know, when you have a underinflated tire, you have heat buildup, and the more heat buildup you have, the more likely you are to have a blowout. You know, especially if you have a set of duals together, and you have one load tire, the the low tire is is generating more heat and putting undue stress on the tire beside it. It's generating heat, and then sooner or later, one of those are going to fail and then you you may have up to two to three blowouts you know based off just running that one low tire and uh, really that's wow. that's not to mention you know the impact of fuel economy of having those low tires for each 10 psi low you know you have a one to three percent impact on your fuel economy so oh you know wow. it, it pays you know for safety of the roadside around you when you have a blowout you know tire debris can hit passing cars and motorists and and, you know, your downtime on the road is valuable, waiting on a repair service, and plus it it affects your fuel economy, you know, by just taking the time to keep those tires properly and freighted. You know, yeah. first fleet, we keep all of our tires at 110 PSI on the steer tires and 100 PSI
3: on the rest of the positions.
1: Okay. Yeah. And,
3: and another thing you have to think about is, and I've been in a truck when a tire blows, and I've been beside a truck when a tire blows. And when that happens, it sounds like a cannon going off, yeah. And that can scare a, a car to the point where they might have an accident because sure. your tire blew. So then you're going to be involved in an accident.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, I've I've blown a tire. It was the scariest sound I've ever Absolutely. experienced. And oh, you know,
3: yeah. a little.
1: So what you said, heat causes like it creates buildup of heat. So does do we see more breakdowns and more tire blowouts like in Phoenix during the summer? Or I'm just curious. That would seem to make sense if there's, if it's heat-related, causing blowouts.
0: You do have a lot more due to heat. You okay. know, we, we see a lot more breakdowns in the summer months, obviously, because ah, the road temperature can, right. in some areas, can be 130, 140 degrees plus. You know, when sure. it's out beating the sun, and you know every, you know, 10 pounds low of that tire, you know, you're generating more heat because, as John said, the load capacity is diminished, so it's having to carry more load. And, you know, that low tire is taking the brunt of it, so it builds the heat. Gotcha. Especially in not so much a new tire, but a retread tire is a lot more likely to separate, you know, where the Ah. splices are put together and come apart.
1: Okay. And what happens when a retread tire comes apart?
0: Like Generally, the recap portion of the tire will come off. You know, it'll zipper off, and that's what the truckers term a gator. You'll have a gator laying in the road. The whole cap is laying there, and it'll separate. Okay start uh, disintegrating, and then a lot of times you're just left with the two sidewalls on the rim of the trailer.
1: Oh gosh, okay.
0: Which, you know, creates hazards for passing motorists and anybody coming down the road. Absolutely. It could go through a windshield, you know, cause you to lose control and crash, so.
1: Yeah, my sister had that on her brand new, I mean, two-week-old SUV. If a piece of retread flew up and landed on her roof, shattered her sunroof. And she, I mean, Mm -hmm. she just heard the glass like shifting around. Luckily she'd had the cover pulled, but I mean, it was, it was a scary moment. And she was so sad
3: (laughs) I imagine (laughs) having her
1: brand new car Mm -hmm. hurt like that. Oh
0: yeah. So So. people, you know, don't think about the big picture. You know, you get in a hurry, you've got the load running behind, you just jump in your truck or trailer and you hook up and leave the facility. You know, you don't take the time to do a proper pre trip, look at your tires or inspect them for damage or inflation and you get down the road and you know all it takes is that one blowout that you know causes another motorist to be impaired or injured and you know the whole ball starts rolling downhill you know it's right. it's a whole lot bigger picture than just a underinflated tire you know of what it could affect.
1: Sure. What are what are some of the scariest stories or instances where you've seen this happen on the road?
3: I, I was coming back home uh, from a trip one day in, in my personal vehicle and and I came up on a dump truck and and I got to look and and it looked like he might have had a a big rock or maybe a chunk of wood or something between the duels on the back side of his his uh dump truck, and it was on the left hand side and and I thought what and 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 I could see it real good because you know how dump trucks do a lot of times. the mud flap winds up up on top of the tires, and he's going down yeah. the road and and the mud flap's not doing any good at all. But I thought, it don't look good. So I started backing out of it
2: because
3: I figured out what it was. It wasn't a rock, and it wasn't a piece of rubber. It was a big bubble where the sidewall on the tire was starting to bulge out because of whatever reason. And so I started backing out of it, and there was another vehicle behind me. Well, evidently, he didn't like the fact (laughs) that I was going slow, and he passed me and And when he passed me, he got in front of me and got right up on the tail of that dump truck, and then boom, that thing blew and showered him with all kinds of rubber pieces and everything. But it just goes to show you that you know you got to look at at those tires when you do your pre-trip and, and make sure everything's looking good because there's no telling how long that bubble was like that and um, Wow, and uh, they I've don't last long. It. yeah. You know, underinflated
0: tire being ran is is probably one of the most dangerous things to, you know, not only for you motorists, but technicians working on those vehicles. You know, there's just running the tire low. You think, okay, I'll air it up or fix the puncture in it. But you don't realize the long term damage that happened to the sidewalls of that tire that fatigues Mm -hmm. that tire and, and causes stress that you don't see today, but may show up later. So you may have that tire properly inflated now. But the result of that running underinflated causes a blowout or a failure later down the road.
1: Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. And I, I do have a, when I blew my tire, I actually, some of the the tire bits actually injured one of my brake lines. And that was uh, not a good problem to have. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, <laughs> it was a very nerve-wracking trip to get Absolutely. to the, I, you know.
0: You yeah. know, we see a lot of breakdown calls and, and reports to where, you know drivers will have a steer tire fail yeah and you know that a lot, a lot of times they'll say the tire blew out well you know in the case of a retread that there could be manufacturing defects and you know sometimes they will just fail you know due to some manufacturing process but new tires generally like steer tires generally don't blow out I mean when when I hear the words blow out on a steer tire I want to look for the cause, and it's generally either caused by underinflation. inflation you know, which generates heat, or the biggest thing we see is curbing tires and running up on tires, pinching it on a curb, pinching it on a sidewalk, oh. and that causes the sidewall, the cords in the tire to separate, and that tire is going to blow out. So punctures, nail holes, heat, you know, underinflation, and and physical damage is generally what causes the tire to blow out. You know, a steer tire is not just going to blow out, but mm-hmm. you know, if you do have a steer tire blowout, just remember to you know stay calm let off the accelerator maintain a straight line of path and just let the truck coast down you know don't try to get on the brakes and stab the brakes because you could cause it to jerk one way or the other and lose control of it but okay you know it's it's all about you know being precautionary with tires you know doing that proper pre-trip post-trip and looking for the cuts and damages bolts wrinkles where it's impacted something and and having that tire pressure checked you know that can save a lot of breakdown cost and, and downtime on the side of the road. Uh, I was looking before I came over here, year to date we've had over fifty five hundred breakdowns Whoa. totaling around three million dollars first fleet as oh a whole. Oh my
1: gosh, three million dollars. Three
0: million dollars. So that's that's a large cost that Whoa. a lot of that could have been prevented by a proper pre trip or post trip. Wow. You know, being able to fix that stuff at the terminal before they left.
1: Yeah. Seven hundred
0: and forty two of those breakdowns were tractor related Tires,
1: ah, okay.
0: Totaling 454,000. 1,700 of those breakdowns were trailer-related tires, totaling 888,000. So 2,442 of those 5,500 breakdowns were tire-related okay. at a cost of around $1.3 million. So tires yeah. are one of our biggest cost I had at no First idea. Fleet when it comes to road breakdown. And, yeah. and again, a simple pre-trip and post-trip can take care of a lot of that
1: sure Absolutely. now I know that a lot of trailers have the um,
0: PSI uh, system yes
1: I was like trying to think of the words Ron Crow showed it to me when we recorded that pre-trip video but I didn't know what it was so does that help uh, I'm sure it does right yeah
0: the PSI system will help maintain the tires at a predetermined 100 PSI okay you know so that way when they're going down the road all the tires equally are inflated and that helps eliminate a lot of that failure. But, you know, the PSI system has a warning light on the front of the trailer that will tell you if the system is airing. Uh, you know, and it'll also alert you when the system's airing. You a lot of times we'll hear an audible leak if you have a bad, you know, puncture okay. in a tire. But drivers will disregard that warning on the front and just keep pulling it. I've even heard cases, you know, at some terminals where drivers were removing the warning light off the front because they don't want to deal with you know, having the trailer properly repaired and the PSI mm-hmm. system is there as our friend to help, you know, maintain uptime, keep the tires inflated and keep us on the road. But, sure. you know, it's also giving you signals that it is trying to overcome wow. a low tire. Right. And, right. you know, we need to act on that. you know, next time you get to a service facility or back to your yard, you know, make sure we do a DVR on that asset so we can have that tire properly inflated. Because sure. it may not be you that suffers from it, but it may be the next driver that hooks to that asset. <laughs> He gets five miles down the road, and he's yep. got unnecessary downtime and puts his safety in jeopardy, you know, being parked on the side of the road. So.
1: Yeah, and if you haven't listened to the previous podcast where we had Ron Crow give some safety tips, he had uh, a driver call him when he was working in dispatch and was fussing about a driver leaving um, leaving a tire blown out on a trailer, and Ron looked it up and said, well, that was you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So yeah, it is. I know how important that is. That's uh, wow. That is really good to know. Okay, do all of our trailers have that um, PSI, that system, the airing system?
0: You know, fleet wide altogether. You know, we're pushing probably 15,000 company trailers. So uh, I'd have to pull the exact numbers. I'm sure, sure it's I more know, than I, that by now. Yeah. But you know, I would say at least sixty to seventy percent of them are now oh, wow. equipped. As That's we're great. moving through. Okay. But we still have a large number of them. But sure. But again, having the PSI system, it just helps keep it properly and maintain air pressure right. that does not in any way, you know, substitute or replace the need for a proper pre trip and post trip and no. visual inspection of those tires. Right. You know, and just walking around yeah. it's obvious, you know, a lot of times you'll you'll spot curb damage or, you know, even nails sticking out of the top of the tire that can be easily remedied before that next trip. So
1: Sure. Absolutely. Okay.
0: You know, as we're speaking about, you know, roadside safety, you know, and the breakdown cost of it.
1: Right. Which Uh, I had no idea was so high.
0: You know, there are things, you know, again, the proper pre-trip, post-trip, but I do want to take a plug right now. You know, we have a lot of QLS sensors, which is the DEF sensors on the trucks failing around the fleet right now. We've got 30 to 40 trucks down right now waiting on QLS sensors. And, you know, there's a nationwide backlog on parts. You know, we're struggling right now to get trucks. We're struggling to get parts. We're having to you know, comb around anywhere we can to find parts and ship them around. But the QLS sensors have been a hot button topic for us, you know, for drivers, you know, it'll put the truck into D-rate, you know, we have a breakdown, have to limp the truck home or have it towed in. And, you know, the, there's no fail safe for it, but, you know, drivers can help us with a little preventative uh, maintenance on that. Okay. You know, yeah. the QLS sensor has a tank heater inside the DEF tank that helps to heat the DEF in the winter. Okay. Okay those tank heaters have been failing and and it will cause the def to boil which will cause the qls sensor to fail you know so uh, just so by the simply
1: def gets too hot
0: do too hot and then it'll cause the qls sensor to fail so ah, okay you know one tip from the manufacturers that i would like to pass on to everybody if you get nothing else from this right now is to just keep your def tank full at all times so if you keep okay. that def tank full it'll dissipate that heat and you know you'll be a whole lot less likely to have a QLS sensor failure right now gotcha. just by simply keeping that DEF tank full when you run oh. it half a tank or less you know you're a whole lot higher odds right now of having a failure so
1: how often do drivers how often do drivers really have to fill that up or how often do the, do you you know what I'm trying to say
0: like, in a perfect world yeah. you can make it two to three tank fulls of fuel you know, versus a tank of DEF, but, okay. you know, I would recommend any time you fill their truck up, to fill check the truck it. up to top the DEF off and keep it full. Okay. That's just going to help us prevent that next breakdown by, you know, causing less heat in that DEF tank.
1: Sure. So. Saving drivers time, goodness sakes. I mean, how many, how long does it usually take when there's a breakdown to get somebody out there? Does it just depend on the location?
0: It depends on the location and, and time of day, you know, oh, yeah, right. and if that vendor that's dispatched has the capability to triage or repair the on the road on the roadside you know there's a lot of times where they are not properly equipped or don't have the parts because they're not available and we wind up having to have that asset towed in and you know what could have been probably prevented you know turns into a two to three day downtime you know due to part shortages and just where it's at
1: wow okay so we definitely want to keep our trucks on the road because a two to three day downtime. Woo.
0: And that's at a minimum, you know, we have a stationary asset report that comes out every week right. that, you know, we're seeing trucks 30 days plus on downtime oh, and gosh. a lot of that is waiting on parts. Right. Uh, so, you know, it comes back to, you know, if we can do a proper pre-trip and post-trip and identify failures at, before they happen and, you know, try to get assets fixed. You know, we can help prevent that downtime that, follows downstream. It's a whole lot bigger picture than anybody sees. You know, you get in a hurry and you're complacent. You just jump in your truck and you take off and you don't look out like how it could affect the big picture even a week, two weeks, three weeks down the road, you know, just by taking a few extra minutes, you know, to yeah. inspect your equipment.
3: <clears throat> I
0: had a blowout. I was going down 65 down the ridge there, pulling a tanker load of milk, half loaded, and a smoothbore tanker half loaded fun anyway because you've got to yeah. fight the, play the surge you never break when you're going on a down surge you wait till you get the surge, and it pulls it back and then you hit the brakes and do stab braking, yeah. and pulling it back and i was in a cab over truck just started topping the ridge one drive tire blew out before i got down the ridge two more blew out oh, and it's a boom 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 oh, Whipped That's the nice. fender off the ripped the fender off the trailer and mm-hmm. noise just mm-hmm. like crazy but it was that heat failure. Once that load went on those other tires, they couldn't take it because mm-hmm. the company I drove for had the cheapest tires you could possibly buy. Right. And it was just eye-opening that first time I had that blowout, blowout, you know, I jumped up in the seat. My eyes were big as saucers. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're just not not expecting that. But the cars beside you, you see them just scattering like ants, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trying to get away from you and rubber flying everywhere. And that, that when I got to the bottom, you know, I I was able to call somebody and get two of the tires replaced, and they didn't have another tire, so I did like that picture you showed me and, yeah. and singled the other one out. I kept some pry bars in the side box, and, you know, it's just interesting when you have those situations and you're you're not expecting. It's always going to happen when you least expect it. All right. I had one one
3: time I was going down uh, 75. I had just delivered the Griffin, Georgia store. I was headed down to Macon, and... I found the flat because I always checked everything when I'd come back out from the store. I'd look at everything and saw that I had a flat and I called it in. and They said, Well, just take it down to the 76th in there at Jackson and have it fixed there instead of having a vendor come out to you. And it was on the inside, so it wasn't going to go anywhere, you know. So I said, All right. So I limped it down there to the the 76th station or truck stop. and um went in and had it fixed no problems get back out on the road they got me in pretty quick and i was like all right you know got back out on the road and i didn't go 10 miles till that tire blew and i'm talking it boom sounded like a cannon going off scared me to death just the stress the stress of you know the tire you know having been flat you know yeah and um, it just blew apart and liked to have scared me, too. I'm glad I had a hold of the steering wheel good. Yeah. Of course, like you said, the car started scattering, you know, because it sounds like a cannon going off. And uh, But get your attention. Yeah,
1: absolutely. There's a lot of
0: collateral damage, too, oh,
3: you know, especially yeah. like the
0: tanker I was pulling. It, it blew the fender off the tanker. And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times mm-hmm. on our first fleet trailers, you'll have it, Especially a reefer, you know, it can beat the insulation out cross members. There's a lot of mud flap bracket and hangers, almost destined to come off, and oh, yeah. a lot of collateral damage from
3: that. Yeah. Cool. And and especially when it comes to tires, if you, if you get stopped and inspected on a roadside inspection, or even at a scale, if if you've got tire issues, either a flat, or underinflated tire, or a tire that's you know. Lacking on tread depth, yeah, they're gonna put you out of service. Oh wow! And Even you lacking in
1: tread depth, yeah. Wow!
3: And and you're gonna be stopped until um, somebody comes out and replaces that tire. Yeah. And uh, if you've got a flat tire, you're you're not gonna be moving. Uh, the DOT is not allowed to let you move. Okay. So that ten fifteen minute pre trip that you're doing at the yard can save you two three four hours later down the road because sometimes when you no call in a tire company to come and do the repairs it might be a while before they get out there to you so you will be sitting still until they mm. come out to take care of you that so a little bit of preventative preventative maintenance can can really go a, a lot way. of time off of your day if if something bad happens no
1: kidding. You know? no kidding you know
0: and and as john said tread depth you know the dot has a minimum requirement you know, drive tires and trailer tires, the minimum is 230 seconds, which is, is pretty low. Mm-hmm. And steer tires is 430 seconds. You know, a lot of drivers don't have a tread depth gauge, but, you know, if you're unsure, pull a penny out of your pocket and flip it over and stick a penny in the groove of that tire. And if the tread depth doesn't cov- cover up Abe Lincoln's head, then that tire is too low and we need to get it addressed or get it inspected by somebody that's qualified gotcha. to look at those tires.
1: When you that's say fair. cover up Abe Lincoln's head, do you mean? totally covered like you can't see his head at all or just like it's barely covering the top like it's hitting the top of his it head it should
0: be at least mostly covering his head you know okay. that's going to at least tell you you're in safe guidelines if, gotcha. if it's not covering its head or it's halfway or below then then we're we're getting close to borderline on acceptable mm-hmm. tread depth and that's yeah, just sure. kind of an old school trick i'm sure john's mm-hmm. done that in the past
3: mm-hmm. and, and then another <laughs> thing you have to look at too you know, and, and Alan can correct me if I'm wrong, but we try to pull those tires before they get down to the minimum, Yeah. because if you go too long, then there's a risk of damaging the core, you know, and, and if that happens, then you can't have that tire retreaded, correct? Correct. You know, generally Ooh.
0: on drive tires, trailer tires, steer tires, you know, we would like to pull them somewhere between six and eight, 30 seconds, you know you know if you can get them in that four to five range that's preferred but you know you've got to look at your pm schedules you know if you've got a truck in there do a pm that that runs a lot over the road the tires are at six to eight thirty seconds and you know he's not going to be back for a while you know it's it's good odds that that tire is going to be more past the point uh, before it comes back so you know somewhere between you know four five six. 30 seconds at a minimum we want to pull it but you know start looking at it between 6 and 8 30 seconds so as John said we can have a good chance to recap that tire because as it gets low you know stones will drill into that the tread and and get into the cords of the tire and once you expose the cords of that tire it's no longer usable you know and that brings up another thought you know a lot of our drive tires have you know 25 to 27 30 seconds of tread on them at any given time you know really deep tread so they they capture a lot of stones and you know just taking a minute while you're walking around your truck if you're parked and you got time to kill picking those stones out of those tires you know that prevents motors behind you from getting you know rock chips and dings in the windshields which is frequently reported that we broke somebody's windshield so
1: as a driver of a little car i do appreciate that yes
3: (laughs) i i I do that on my daily driver right now yeah my, my company car i I I I look at my tires. Sure. I check every morning when, before I come to work. I look and make sure they're inflated. And I, if I see a stone, I got a little little small screwdriver.
1: Yeah.
3: In my little side pocket on my door, and I'll pop those things out of there because. I don't want to be slinging a rock at somebody and then yeah. having to deal with that.
1: Yeah. You'll yeah. be proud of me. I actually got a rental car a couple weeks ago to visit family, mm-hmm. and I checked the tires before I left, and one of them was 10 pounds under, and I made them, uh, made wow. them filled up, and I flustered yeah. their pre-trip people.
3: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's like, I need you would appreciate that. Yeah. It's like, oh, man, I've learned these lessons too good. <laughs> yep.
3: Yeah.
1: Okay. But, all right. Well, thank you guys so much. I really appreciate your time. Um, any other parting crazy stories you've got for us we all we all I know I love to hear some good old road stories so mm-hmm. no
0: it's just a dangerous world out there it you is. Know, and
1: it's getting more dangerous
0: so much traffic on the road and it seems like now everybody's aggressive they're mad yeah you know they're in a hurry, always trying to fight to get one more car length ahead and just watching how they cut people off and you know mm-hmm your tires are your livelihood, you know, keeping you on that road, helping you maintain traction, helping you build a control of that vehicle, you know, so watching those tires, keeping them properly inflated. You know, if you have to abruptly change lanes and you've got an underinflated steer tire, that could cause you to, you know, overcorrect and and could put you in an accident situation. So, you know, if you're on a wet road and you have to quickly change lanes or you have to stop, you know, low tire tread depth is, you know, not only going to affect your load capacity but it's going to affect your braking capacity because it's going to be right. greatly diminished when you know you have low tread on a wet road and mm-hmm. it can't dissipate that water so you know it's it's just good for all of us you know everybody involved to just you know yeah. do that proper pre-trip and post-trip and let's keep those tires inspected and keep them properly inflated because it's a whole lot bigger picture than just that next breakdown sure right.
3: and and another thing to to mention is. While you're doing a proper pre-trip and you're inspecting your tires. Yes, sir. Reach down there and check those lug nuts. We've had two or three instances just this year where we've lost tires and wheels. They've just come plumb off. What? Yeah. How? Lug nuts weren't tightened down. And then over time, they just uh, wind up breaking the the bolts. And then next thing you know, the wheels and tires all come off. Wow. In our shop
0: locations, we require lug nuts to be torqued and sealed we have a torque program that we use at our shops well we can't control what happens on the roadside so right. you know most failures of a, of a loose wheel are going to happen probably within 150 200 miles after that tire's been installed so gotcha. you know if, if you're on a roadside you have a breakdown you know what i would recommend is when you get back to your home terminal you know have your local maintenance vendor check those lug nuts and make sure they're properly torqued but You know, if if you have the tire replaced and you get to the next truck stop, you know, walk back there and grab the lug nuts physically and make sure that, you know, they're tight because if you can spin one off by Mm -hmm. hand, then it needs to be addressed.
1: For sure. Mm -hmm.
0: It's going to start working loose and and compound the issue.
1: Gotcha. And
3: and I've always been told that if you see rust, yep, something's loose. And you can see a lot of times uh, tires, Uh they're not tires, but wheels where you've got the lines running from the lug nuts out. Right. Then that means that lug nut most likely is loose or has been loose at one time. Okay. So so that's just a little little giveaway Good to know. right there. So to, look for to, rust. To, yeah, check okay. for rust. And if you see any rust anywhere, something's loose. A bolt's loose, a nut's loose, something's loose.
0: And that could, you know, even if they're loose, the wheel not may not come off, but if it's an aluminum wheel, that could lead to stress and cracking, you know, that could fracture mm-hmm. in that wheel. You know as you're inspecting those tires look at those wheels look for signs of cracks look for signs of damage bent wheels uh, you know yeah. we, we just need to do our part it's a it's a whole rolling package there you know we see hundreds of accidents per week you know or incident reports I say accident reports where you know wheels are bent where they've curved something or ran over something and you know that sidewall damage you know, not only affects the tire, but it could affect the wheel, and you don't see it. You know, a lot of them are blatantly visible, but, you know, there could be underlying damage that was resulted from that.
3: Absolutely. Sure.
1: Well, that is, I have learned so much, as I always do. I love hosting these things. This is great. (laughs) Thank you all so much. We really appreciate it. And, hey, drivers, if you would like to call in, if you want to give any tips, if you have any questions about tires, or you just want to have more information, call into our podcast helpline at 615-257-9905 and leave us a short audio message. If you got a good question, we'll put you on the air and we'll get somebody to answer it. So thank you very much. hope to hear from you all soon. And as always, drive safe.
0: One time I was going down there through Waxahachie, Texas, and I saw this driver on the side of the road, and he was sitting there with a tire blowed out. And I asked him, I said, driver, what happened? He said, well, I just run over something and I think it was an armadillo and it blowed that tire out.